Thanks for making Locked On Mississippi State your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Bounds, Blake Scott, Locked On Mississippi State. Today, we're going to hit uh, the biggest acquisition of the offseason uh, as far as Mississippi State football and talk a little bit about the defensive line. Then we're going to hit what happened in basketball over the weekend uh, with the Hell State Dogs and Hell State Baseball. That's what we're going to do. Bo Bounds, Blake Scott, Locked On Mississippi State. You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Blake, uh, here we go. Locked on Mississippi State, Blake Scott, Bo Bounds. Uh, biggest offseason acquisition as far as Mississippi State football. Now, we had a lot go on, yeah. but I want to talk <laughs> players, okay? And to me, it's pretty simple. Um, they picked up a, an SEC starter at the quarterback position to back up Will Rogers and Mike Wright, who was at Vanderbilt. And a lot of people look at him and say, well, he can't play. He was at Vanderbilt. Well, they're wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, he can play. And I'm a firm believer. First of all, he's proven he can win some SEC games with the worst talent in the league. All right. Now, does he need to get better, become more refined, throwing the ball? Yes. Do I think Kevin Barbet can help him with that? Yes. Do I think he's going to be Dan Fouts? No. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. When you look at his size and his athleticism, and Mike Wright's ability to hurt you with his legs, Blake, here's where I'm going with this, is I always like for my backup quarterback at co in college, maybe even NFL, to be more run-oriented mm -hmm. because you can get them in in a week. Let's say Will Rogers takes a shot and he has to take a week off. Yep. You can get them in. Kevin Barbet can figure out how to do some zone. Re we're we're gonna, You're going to see Mississippi State go back to some of that. You can, you can install that in a couple of days, and you can get Simeon Price and Woody Marks and Mike Wright going. And then if some things open up in the passing game, Blake, that weekend, absolutely, you can do it. But Mike Wright can hurt you with his legs, plus he can make the other two run or three, depending on how many they play. And Tulu may be doing some jet sweeps and so yeah. on. But I think he makes everybody better at 6'4", 220. It's a dynamic piece, and I think what you're hinting at is something that the NFL has been scratching around on lately, and college football has utilized at a much higher level over the last 20 years. Right. And that's the high floor, the high baseline of mobility. Yeah. Mobility, what's the best way? We all know how to run, right? Like, you don't, I don't need to train on how to run. And if I'm a fast guy... Well, because guy, you're an elite runner. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, it takes... So if I have to throw the ball, I need my offensive line to block well. I need my receivers to run their routes correctly. I need them to be on time. I have to read the defense correctly. I have to release the ball on time, anticipate, and make all of that work. What do I have to do to be able to run the ball? I have to catch the snap, and then I have to run. Right. <laughs> it's just a different floor. It's a different baseline for success. So I, I like what you're saying. It's something that Dan Mullen built nine years of success in Starkville oh, yeah. on one top, one central idea, and that was the 11th guy on offense being mobile. Right. That I mean, he spent nine years building that. Mike Leach was never going to be that. Right. He was successful, but he was never going to be that. Kevin Barbet, you hope, 
will be the happy marriage of Mike Leach and Dan Mullen oh, kind of in the middle. All I had to do is watch the App State-Texas A&M game last year to know that Barbet is willing to do that. Yep. Bo Bounds, Blake Scott, locked on Mississippi State. And, and one more thing, Blake, is Mike Wright, if he has to play a game or two, he can win you an SEC game. Not against Bama, but he can win you an SEC game. And, Blake, when the play breaks down, he can hurt you. Yeah, I think that's and the... I think that's yeah. really... Really potent and important. When you are Mississippi State, when you are Arkansas, South Carolina, Ole Miss. Right. uh, Spoiler alert for those of you just joining the SEC football watching party. Things don't always go well for you in 60 minutes. In fact, we find that there are many times where plays break down in, in, in those situations. Will Rogers, I think, will be deceptively more mobile than you thought he was through three seasons under Mike Leach. I agree. However... He is not Mike Wright. He is not Matt Corral. He is not, I mean, we're not even going to go to Nick Fitzgerald because that's crazy talk. Right. But, but he's not in that vein. Mike Wright is more in that vein. Yes. So it will be interesting to see twofold. One, how Will does in a system that will allow him to use a little bit more of the pocket mobility is the word I like to use. He's not going to break 20-yard runs, but if he can move in the pocket and create an extra time, extra second to get a guy open or take five yards on on second and ten and make it third and five. That's huge. But what do they put into the system for Mike Wright? Because like you said, quarterback is the hottest position. It's the one that we all talk about, we all focus on. Will Kevin Barbet have red zone or third and short, fourth and short packages that utilize Mike Wright? That will be interesting. Uh, I'm going with a heck yes. We haven't had it since since Mike Leach took took office, so to speak, in twenty twenty. Yeah, so Right. I mean, um, Joe Moorhead did with Garrett Schrader, and I thought Garrett did an amazing job as a true freshman considering things weren't really going well around him. Yeah. And he made he was like Mike Wright, he had the ability to create some juice and even at times an an explosive play, Blake, with his with his legs. I think Mike Wright can do that. All right. Locked on Mississippi State, Bo Bounds and Blake Scott. One other thing I want to hit, maybe two on football, Blake. I'm ready. Um, and again, Mike Wright has the wheels to put pressure on defenses. Travion Williams could be the next star at Mississippi State. Defensive lineman, Crystal Springs, um, didn't get a lot of PT last year. Yep. They have a much better defensive line coach in David Turner, Blake, who has coached some really good players. This could be his coming out party. And this will be the best Mississippi State defensive line since 2018 with Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat. Now, am I saying that this defensive line will be as good as 2018? Of course I'm not. But with Crumity coming back and Nathan Pickering, okay, and Travion Williams, among others, this is going to be the most talented, and I believe now with David Turner as a defensive line coach, the most productive D-line that they have had since 2018. I think state fans have asked for a long time, because 2018 might as well be 10 years ago. I mean, I know it's only five, but it feels like it could be a decade ago. Sure. State fans have asked, where is the next, again, I hate to say Chris Jones or Jeffrey Simmons because that's such the top end, but where's the next Pernell McPhee? Where's the next, yeah. I mean, where's the next Preston Smith? I mean, right. they're just asking for Those were phenomenal that players. phenomenal, and they're not Chris Jones or Jeffrey Simmons, but they're right. I mean, heck, 
where's the next Montez Sweat, right? I mean, a guy who obviously it helped what was around him, but still a high-end talent. They haven't had that, it feels like, since Joe Moorhead took over. You had Willie Gay. We all know what happened. We lost six games of his last, or eight games of his last year. And Crummity, you lost eight games last Correct. year. Don't forget Correct. that. Correct. So, so he was Travion, a game wrecker if, when he got in. If Travion Williams and Jaden Crummity together can be some version, some discounted version of Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, that kind of pairing, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden things don't look as bad for Zach Arnett and a first-time coaching staff. Right, right. Because that's the disruptor. That The defensive front line will be your disruptor. State's gone through some... Pretty dang good secondary guys over the last five years. Yeah. It's been the front six, front seven that you've struggled to find the wrecking ball. Boy, if Trayvon Williams is that, all of a sudden things get real interesting in year one for for Zach Arnett. And we'll also monitor Emmanuel Forbes in the NFL draft the next right. Combine next this week. Yeah. 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 So underwear Olympics combine this week. Bo Bounds, Blake Scott. Locked on Mississippi State. And uh Blake and I want to tell you about uh Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, and I don't, Blake gives me a hard time, then you got to go Built Bar. Uh, We just got through the holidays. I know my goal was eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. And seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. We know how much Blake loves chocolate. Real chocolate, including unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, or coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And What's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories. Four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein, which I need. As Blake says, I'm really old. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, which we have here. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Woo! We're rolling here. Uh, and we have uh, locked on Mississippi State, Bo Bounds, and Blake Scott. And Blake, let's go to basketball. Yes. Uh, Chris Jans' team won their biggest game in like 13, 14 years in the program. Yep. Over the weekend against the hottest college 
basketball team in the country. Buzz Williams and Texas A&M had won 13 of 15 and six in a row, and Mississippi State got down nine, and they didn't allow Texas A&M to score for 12 minutes and 58 seconds in the second half. Unheard of. And Cam Matthews is playing um, at an elite level when it comes to college basketball, especially at the free throw line late. The guy's been nails. You mix in Tolu Smith. And some other guys, even DJ Jeffries dropped nine, which he's got to be my number's eight for him. You need eight plus from DJ. And then Shaq Moore showed back up in the scoring column, which was big because every point mattered. And they won. So they're in, according to Joe Lenardi, after this, well, going in and after the win with a net ranking of 39 or 40, they're in. And that's exciting. Biggest win at the hump in... 14, 15 years. Yeah, I, I think you and I discussed this kind of off air and talking about what we were going to discuss today. And I, I think it's got you got to go back to Stansbury like 08, 09 to find a win that felt like this. Two things jumped out to me. First off, this win was so peak Chris Jans in year one at Mississippi State, it's not even funny. You already mentioned one stat that is a pure anom- anomaly. How do you hold a team scoreless, from the field. Now they hit a couple free throws, but they didn't have a single basket for almost 13 minutes of a college basketball game and a I, team of that caliber. I, that's what I'm I'm shocked by first off. That's incredible. And that's Chris Jans defense, right? We know that that's how Chris Jans has been all year long. The second thing that stood out to me was the buy-in from the fan base. Yeah. How long have we sat here as Mississippians and Mississippi State fans over the last gosh, again, 14 years and it's been well, why can't they fill the hump? Why can't fan, you know, why aren't fans buying in? Well, obviously we know why they didn't buy into the Rick Ray era. We feel pretty confident we know why they didn't buy into the Ben Howland era. While they he had was a, close, they had but, a, with but he never sold the program and he didn't seem to inspire that fan buy-in. I agree. Chris Jans in less than a calendar year has won more big games than the program won in in its entirety in the 2010 to 2020 years. Right. He's put more butts in the seats that cared about the outcome than anyone since Vic Schaefer was in Starkville. And I know that's shocking, but Chris Jans has done everything right through year one. Yeah. And it's been, it, it hasn't been a shock. It's been a absolute mind blowing shock that they are in a position to be in the NCAA tournament. I didn't have them going to the NIT. So yeah, the fact that they're locked a lock at the NIT right now, and they're in March madness as of today. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I, I think that you need DJ Jeffries to continue to just three to four baskets a game and be a threat. He makes Tolu and Cam Matthews that much better. I cannot believe that Cam Matthews can handle the ball the way he can, considering kind of, you know, the position he plays and so on. Late in the game, didn't make a turnover. I was impressed. Um, Got to be the most important player on the team right now, right? I mean, you knew yes. what Tolu had, so getting... Yes. I, I hate to say that. It's kind of what we've done in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes. It's like, oh, he's great, so I just ex- expect greatness. You expect Tolu to do what he did last night, 18 points, having, having a presence down low. So I don't want to take away from Tolu Smith, but Cam Matthews is the difference in being in this position and not. Yeah. Uh, also, real quick, um, I had an amazing Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary and Wings and tacos at Two Brothers uh, yeah. on Saturday in Startville. 
before the basketball and baseball games. Smart. You got to get locked in. Yeah. I, I assume I, Chris Jan's got some wings and maybe a beverage after that win. I saw his wife at Two Brothers on Friday. Yeah. I'm I, assuming. I saw Sherry Jan's. She had a friend in from, from New Mexico. And I was with Brooks Bryan, who was on the 97-98 College World Series teams. Starter. And um, she's awesome. She's, and like you said, Jan's has had the ability He's he's magnetic. Yep, and he's got the ability to sell the program. Yep. to alums and students. And you referenced that nine plus thousand at the game on Saturday was huge. So now they've got a they get ready for South Carolina. Yeah, tomorrow night in the hump again. Late game, eight o'clock. Don't love that, but whatever. Um, in the hump. And it mirrors the Mississippi State Southern Miss baseball game, although it starts earlier. Okay, so you'll be two hours into that game mm-hmm. um, in Jackson. Um, should you beat South Carolina? Yes, but when you're limited the way they are on offense, you don't take anything for granted. <laughs> they shot fourteen percent from three against Texas. I A&M. thought it was amazing. and one. They shot fourteen percent and one. Yeah, I, I think. I would feel confident that if you gave me a basketball and I had even someone running out and closing out at me, I could hit more than 14% of, of 20 shots. I know. That's incredible. And yet they, you know, I want to steal from John Rothstein, who is the, uh, obviously the, one of the biggest basketball analysts in the country. He does a he's, great job. He's called Chris Jans the dentist mm-hmm. because <laughs> going, playing against Chris Jans is like taking a, a trip to the dentist, right? Getting your, getting your teeth filled or your, uh, cavities pulled out like it's painful it's excruciating how i mean how excruciating is it to watch a team shoot 14 percent from three and then you still couldn't put a ball in the basket for 14 minutes almost uh that's miserable <laughs> uh, that's a is that not a that's a root canal and a half right and, and i'm glad that it you know that it happened so that they put themselves in position to to punch their ticket if they do that after the sec tournament it's going to be bonkers on this show and the Out of Bounds show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone, which you and I uh, host from 7 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Yeah, so, let me ask you this question. It, and I know we'll have time after this is all wrapped up because they still have two regular season games and they have games in Nashville for the SEC tournament. But, are, I mean, is this the best first-year job we've ever seen in what Chris Jantz is doing? And more importantly, are Mississippi State fans ready to back up the Brinks truck? to make sure that you can replicate this type of excitement in your basketball program, something that, again, we haven't seen in 14 years. Yes and yes. Yeah. It is, without a doubt, the best first year. And they are going to back up the truck. Yeah. Are you ready to say they, they roll this over tomorrow night? I know we have time. We'll, we'll preview the game tomorrow as well, but you ready to say this momentum's there? I mean, I know they lost to Missouri in overtime, and that was tough, and they lost to Kentucky, who's you know, looking like they're heading the right yes, direction. But, I, yes, they yeah, win tomorrow they're night. Sick, they won six of eight now. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, you I mean, know. Kentucky at home. This team talented. lost five games in a row and couldn't find a free throw if you gave it to them at the layup line. And... And like you said, the the overtime loss at Missouri. Yeah. I, oh, and real quick. Shocking. Um, number four in defensive scoring efficiency in the country. Yeah. According to our friend, numbers in our day bar two. Number four 
out of 350 teams. Forced 12 steals against A&M. And again, I just can't get like, you know, it's a little bit like what Georgia did in football where they, they said, hey, we're going to go old school and we're going to, you know, crush people defensively. But 13 minutes, A&M had one made field goal in the last 14 minutes of play. They went nearly 13 minutes without a made field goal. I just don't know how to, like, it's like watching an alien come down from Mars and land in front of you and being like, oh, okay. Like, that's what you just saw last night, or I mean, from Saturday night from Chris Jans and company. It's yeah. that out of worldly to go 13 minutes holding a team without a made field goal. I just, I don't know. I, I, what I'd like to know is can can we get Chris Jans to like motivate us to do any Like, I, Chris Jans somebody I'd hire to tell me to do anything. Absolutely. Because he's clearly got it made. So, number four, defensive scoring efficiency. And the problem is they're 308 on offense. But they've been finding a way to manufacture enough points to win. So, Mississippi State beat A&M. And they play uh, South Carolina tomorrow night. Bo Bounds, Blake Scott, locked on Mississippi State podcast. And uh, thanks again for making Locked On Mississippi State your first listen every day. Uh, make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And we're rolling on a Monday, Locked On Mississippi State with Bo Bounds and Blake Scott. We've hit some uh, football and how the acquisition pickup of Mike Wright, who will be the backup quarterback at Mississippi State, was huge for Zach Arnett and Kevin Barbet. Mike Wright from Vanderbilt will be, I think, a piece of the puzzle in the fall at times. Big kid, mobile, can hurt you with your legs, his legs. And then uh, we hit Mississippi State basketball and their big win over the weekend with Texas A&M. Blake, let's go to baseball. Oh, oh, it's not a meltdown. Well, we already had three in one week. Yep. They lost to VMI, La Monroe. Well, the third one was on social media because you and I weren't on over the weekend, but it was Friday as they got hammered by Arizona State. Yikes. But then they come back and their pitching is really good. And they started really, really hammering the baseball, and they take the series against Arizona State, and things look uh, yeah better, much better, going into the Southern Miss game at Mississippi Braves Ballpark tomorrow night. You've played two series, you have two series wins. I know that we're accustomed to royalty in college baseball here in the South and in Mississippi State, and so you expect to be undefeated. That's what everybody yeah. wants. In reality, that's never the case. No one's ever done it in college baseball, and no one ever will. If I had to, if I had to bet, uh, to me, it all stems off that one. Perf- if I was giving a game ball performance of this weekend, as much as the offense exploded in games two and three, to me, it's Grandma and Timma because you you could have rolled out again on Saturday after what was an embarrassing performance Friday night from your pitching staff, and if things go south quickly Saturday, how bad could it get for you? But Graham Antema, the transfer, comes in and says, hey, I got it, guys. Settles the team down, throws dynamite Saturday. He was and, good. And everything settled down after that. And you're pitching, you're pitching from Antema on 
was fantastic. Well, you're right. You had to have um, Tim uh, get out there and control the game. Settle everything yeah. down. And then you started hitting. So. Yep. Five to one Saturday, a bomb fest Sunday. And Arizona State just didn't have the depth uh, pitching-wise to, to hang in there with Colton Ledbetter and Dakota Jordan and Ross Highfield. And, and Hunter guys. Hines showed up yeah. this weekend. I mean, it, it felt like... And Hunter needed to. Everything that went wrong for you Friday, you were able to flip on Saturday and Sunday. It's got to be a positive sign. It's, yeah. I, I mean, you know, as much as I wasn't ready to just write the team off after the you first were. week, it's okay. You're not going to write this team into Omaha after this weekend either. No, but but you had to see guys step up, and I thought Saturday and Sunday you saw that. I I agree, and. Also, some mid-relief and closers pitched yeah. very well. Every, literally, everyone who took the bump after that, that Saturday start. And you didn't throw Lofton or Sinjay. And they're ready for tomorrow. Which is... Against Southern Miss. Yeah. You know, we talk about this as people in Mississippi all the time. We know what's, when Southern plays state, it's a big deal. Yeah. It, for them, it's a huge deal. It's a measuring stick opportunity in any sport because it's a kind of a little brother syndrome type thing going on. All those kids feel like they got passed over by Mississippi State and Ole Miss, yeah. or most of them. Yeah, whether that's real or not. Right. But they're going to look to get that game on on Tuesday in Pearl. You have Sanjay and Lofton ready to go. You didn't have to use them, and you got two out of three wins against Arizona State. Again, we talked about it Thursday and Friday. Would you like to sweep? Of course, but you had to go two and one. And Oh, yeah. You, you had, had to go two and one. You had to win the one. series, yep. uh, and they did. And credit to... Lamonis, Gotro, Fox Hall, and the players. Some things have kind of quieted on Fox Hall for now. I mean, it'll it'll come back here in any minute. Next next loss. Yeah. Locked on Mississippi State, Bo Bounds, Blake Scott. It was a big weekend for MSU in that they won their basketball game and they won uh their baseball series. And now Blake and I were talking about how they'll play Southern Miss tomorrow. And then they'll go out to Texas. And they'll play, what'd you tell me, Ohio State and somebody in Cal? Ohio State, Oklahoma, national runner-up from last year, okay. and Cal in the right. Frisco Classic. That's right. So, uh, it, it look, <laughs> we say this all the time. Every week's a big week. Every game's a big game. When, this, when you build a $90 million stadium, that's the Taj Mahal of college baseball, right. when you try to pay your coaches at the upper echelon of, of college baseball, when you have prided yourself on being a Omaha team that never had a title, and you finally got that title, everything. It, this is Alabama football, right? We talk about it all the time in the fall. When Alabama's talking football, it, you know, fans wake up on a Tuesday morning, and they're talking about third-string right tackles and whether or not Saban's locked in. No doubt. It's, that's Mississippi State baseball. Yeah. More than any other sport, Mississippi State fans wake up and they go, you know, what do we have in the middle relief Well, innings? and what happened last year was not acceptable going 26 and 30. Yep. And that's also, you know, th that's why people were freaking out as much as they were early. So we'll see if they can put themselves in position to continue to be in the hunt for a regional. They've got to, or it will get real, real yeah. dicey. But it's early, and you answered... They did especially, answer the bell. especially how how easy it would have been for things to fall apart after Friday. Mm -hmm. I think that's it's easy to lump onto Chris Lamonis and the coaching staff and and the leaders of the team. I'll say in air quotes, somewhat somewhat jokingly, but 
you could have easily let things fall apart. And that's why I think the fact that you had a transfer in Grandma and Tema from, from community college come in and pitch the way he did on Saturday. And look at the newcomers who've hit the baseball through two weeks. Amani Larry's been hitting well. Col- Colton Ledbetter looks like a freak. Was that a shot or what, that grand slam? Uh, it, he swung the bat, and everyone in the state of Mississippi knew it was out. You know, give hey, credit to that young man. That yeah. was, that was, and they did it all up and down the lineup yes. on Sunday. Lane Forsythe hit a home run. He did hit a home run. I mean, if you knew hell was freezing over, that, that's the sign right there. Lane Forsythe with his second career home run. Dakota Jordan. Might be the best baseball player to ever touch foot on campus. That's a scary ma- statement to make, I know, because right. of how storied of this program is. Dakota Jordan's a freak, and I hate to put that on him, but pound he's a freak. Pound for pound. He may be the most talented. It, Actually, it may be, yes, he is the most talented guy to ever step, yeah. foot, step foot on campus. Still a lot now, left to go there. <laughs> Will Clark and Raphael Palmero were not only unbelievable at Mississippi State, but they had really, really, really good pro careers. Yep. And you've had other guys who were amazing in college and didn't have the pro career. Absolutely. But, I mean, obviously, Jake, Manning, uh, Jake, Jake Mangum and Tanner Allen haven't had a chance to have their pro sure. careers, but both recent guys who were fantastic. Um, we can think of tons of pitchers well, they, as well. They but. went 20 years without really having a hitter Yep. Um, in in Major League Baseball. Bo Bounds, Blake Scott, Locked on Mississippi State podcast. And uh, thanks again for making Locked on Mississippi State your first listen every day. Uh, make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on college basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.